Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. It's time to hear from the top Christian litigators in the nation who have come forward to tell us the truth and help us defend our faith. Hear ye, hear ye. All rise. Faith on trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano is in session. And good Thursday morning from the Iowa Catholic Radio Studios. I'm Deacon Mike Mantle. I'm here with Gina. No, Gina, how are you this morning? I'm well today. Thank you. We have an interesting show today having to do with some stuff that's been on everybody's mind for quite a while, and that's the COVID-19 vaccination requirements. And the mandates. The mandates. The, the mandates. How many people have lost their jobs because of that? Because they were not allowed to take the religious exemption? Well, or had to violate, or had to violate their religious consciousness to do it and to keep their jobs. And we have a bit of news for them today, and that's that there's a ten point five million dollar settlement, class action settlement for all of those people in one healthcare place that required that and denied everybody's medical or religious exemption. And we're going to talk with the man who's responsible, Matt Staver from Liberty Council. Just yes, we've had Matt minutes. on before. Right? We have. Liberty Council's done quite a bit of work in the area of uh, religious liberties, for sure. Their website is filled with cases that they've argued. They often win. I think they might have actually been very involved in the uh, Obamacare fight at the uh, Supreme Court level. I think they were. I think they were. They should have been, anyway, because <laughs> they're okay. involved in everything else. They, they should have been there. But, uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one because this may set a legal precedent that encourages other employees who are so discriminated against. Again, this is Title VII now. The federal law requires religious accommodations be given to uh, uh, the employees, and they were not given it in this case. And uh, there are a lot of others where people just were routinely denied uh, exemptions for the vaccine. They were fired. And now they've got this class action case to look at and maybe take another look at what they want to do about that. But we'll talk to Matt in a few minutes. Well, I have to tell you that I heard uh, Matt interviewed in another program. and Yeah, Todd Starnes' program. Right, Mm -hmm. and I think that he... And um, Todd has been on before, too. We've had Todd on, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, we get around. Yeah, we do. We would like to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. But more importantly than that, I want to encourage our listeners to stay tuned because if you know someone or you yourself have been denied a religious exemption because of the vaccine, um, Matt has some really good information for you on what's going to happen next in the court systems for employees in this situation. I don't think, though, and this will be one of my questions for Matt, is uh, does this apply to the the, armed services you know some of our yes. uh, our national the, guards members that i'm um, 40,000 i think last count yeah and as a matter of fact exemption. they've got apparently and we'll talk to Matt further about it they've got some uh, uh legal uh, r- restrictions against them now by from court court orders restricting their ability some, to enforce those uh Right. Mandates, right. And I think the Air Force won a case in Texas. So there's a lot still well, percolating had the, in the yeah, court system. Yeah, we've, we've had the, uh, uh, the SEALs on, remember? Uh, right. It, that was First Liberty. It wasn't the same place, but they got the injunction for the SEALs. Yeah. The other thing that I, when I heard about this story that made me wonder is, um, are the judges less likely to uh, enforce the mandates now that we know that the vaccine doesn't eliminate you from catching the the virus 
you know, does that play into these uh, rulings? At I all? think what may be playing into it is the fact that the, uh, uh, the mandates were so heavy-handed. You will or you lose your job. Right, but I feel and like when it first came out and the courts were really ruling on the side of the mandates when it was initially coming, percolating through the court system. So We'll see. Matt, I'm sure, is the expert. He'll be yeah. able to tell us. He's an expert in a lot of things. And this, this mandate, is one of them. Yeah. as we know, is um, in every court system throughout the United States. It, it is. has been for the last it few is. years. So it's, I suppose jurisdiction And of course, we've matters. seen from some of the th- guests that we've had is that there are some cases where the anti-mandate people are winning these cases, and I think more and more they will continue to win and win. And, and I see that trend now, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. early on I didn't, I, I couldn't believe that the courts were ruling in favor of yeah. um, overriding someone's religious exemption. Yeah, and that's what it gets down to, religious liberty. And, that, of course, that's the big thing about our shows. We're right. talking about religious liberty, and, uh, and that's what is coming, I think, out of the fog here is the idea of religious liberty. And I uh, will let Matt take that on because he knows better than we do. Well, and yeah, he probably knows the trends in the court systems yeah, too. Yeah. Do you have a, a prayer to open us up with? I do. It's a prayer for peace. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. God of peace, bring your peace to our violent world. Peace in the hearts of all men and women and peace among the nations of this earth. Turn to your way of love those whose hearts and minds are consumed with hatred and strengthen us in hope. Give us the wisdom and courage to work tirelessly for a world where true peace and love reign among the nations and in the hearts of all. Amen. Thank you, Gene. In a few seconds, we're going to be back with Matt Staver. And in the meantime, you're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by the Sarah Vocations Ministry, including the St. Sarah Club of Des Moines and the Sarah Club of Council Bluffs. Sarah is an apostolate of the Worldwide Catholic Church dedicated to fostering and supporting priesthood and religious vocations. Sarah strive to accomplish their mission through prayer, fellowship, and service to the bishop priests, sisters, and all in religious formation, and in doing so to increase their own holiness. Learn more at joinsara.org, join org. Thank you, Sarans, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. And we are back. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. And we have with us right now from Liberty Council, Harry Mehat, who is uh, substituted in for uh, Matt Staver, who was called away and, uh, and couldn't make it. So, uh, Harry, how are you this morning? Good to have you, Harry. Just fine. Thank you guys for having me with you on this great day. Certainly. Yes, it is a great day. And, uh, of course, we've, uh, as we mentioning uh, before we went on the air, we've had you on before. You remember us and must have treated you kindly or you wouldn't have come back. <laughs> Yes, I uh, do remember, and I uh, thank you guys for uh, shining the light of uh, truth and uh, freedom in your corner of the world and for helping us to get uh, our uh, important stories out. Well, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. And uh, we want to talk about this case that uh, you had where you got a $10.3 million settlement on a class action lawsuit against, uh, what is it, North Shore Healthcare Center, I think that's in the Chicago area, and it was over this vaccine mandate that they imposed on employees. Can you tell us a little background on that, please? 
Sure thing. So uh, obviously this was a great uh, result, and we uh, thank the good Lord for uh, having uh, uh, showed up on our behalf and, and work, uh, working a big miracle uh, in, in that litigation for us. Uh, what, uh, what happened was that uh, late last fall, uh, this particular hospital, North Shore University Health System in the Chicago area, it's a hospital that has many different facilities and about 18,000 employees, so it's a big, uh, big hospital system. They imposed a vaccination mandate uh, on their employees, much like many other hospital systems around the country. However, what North Shore decided from the get-go was that they were going to be the hospital that has no unvaccinated employees in any position in any of its facilities. So they were going to deny every exemption request for a religious exemption or a medical exemption. And they had a very strict, no exception, no exemption policy that was very draconian and that set them apart from their peers who were willing to grant exemptions consistent with uh, the legal requirements. Now, that's Title VII. About it. That's, right, exactly. There's a Title VII requirement. Uh, right. Federal Civil Rights Act, right. And North Shore didn't make any bones about it. They, they, they purposefully and expressly said that they wanted to be able to boast to their clients, to their patients, that there are no unvaccinated people anywhere in the hospital. Well, that's all uh, well and good. Actually, it's not. It's illegal. Uh, and, and we sent them a letter last October telling them that they had to consider and grant religious exemptions and accommodations. They could not run roughshod over the religious beliefs and objections of their employees. We asked them to follow the law, and they declined. They instead denied over 520 applications for uh, religious exemptions. And out of those 520, roughly half uh, ended up being fired, uh, uh, just put out in the street. And the other half ended up uh, having to take the vaccine against their conscience as a last resort because they had to feed their, their families and they could not afford to, uh, to be thrown out on the street. And there'd so, be pension losses and a lot of things to some of those people who are close to retirement. Yeah. Correct. Oh, and their health and insurance so, uh, benefits and all kinds. we filed yeah. a class action lawsuit against them, and we've been litigating that actively for the last eight months. And uh, so uh, just uh, last week, recently, we uh, were able to reach a settlement where North Shore saw the writing on the wall, saw that there was no, uh, no way to avoid being held accountable for its lawlessness, and decided now, belatedly, to do the right thing. And, and we have this, this settlement that we can talk about in more detail because it has not only a financial element to it to to uh, uh, compensate the victims, but also a, a what we call a programmatic change, a change in policy to make sure this doesn't happen again and to make sure that those who want to come back can now come back. So it's a great, great outcome. Praise God for that. Yes, I, I was very curious about the settlement arrangement because I wondered how you got the hospital to agree to your terms because that sounds like stepping right on top of their arrogant for lack of a better word, policy in this issue? 
Right. There's no question that this is a 180-degree turnaround uh, uh, on the hospital. You know, to go from there boasting that they would have no unvaccinated person, regardless of religious beliefs, in their facilities, to now agree to a policy change that says everyone is eligible to come back, will grant their exemptions uh, and accommodations, and will pay $10.3 million, a huge amount, to... Uh, to uh, make these these victims whole for the time that they uh, missed work and and uh, for the the pain and the suffering and the humiliation that they felt that's that there, there's no uh, you know sugarcoating now that is a bad outcome for North Shore they they oh, yeah. uh, uh, they you know they they made a costly mistake and now they're trying to get it right so well let's talk what about happened, what the what the former employees get now. Because they they all have an option to take their job back, as I understand. That's right, they do. And and you know, North Shore North Shore basically saw the writing on the wall. We were in in discovery with them, where they were having to turn over their documents to us, mm-hmm. and they realized that you know they, that the way they went about doing this was against the law, and that if we were, would have gone to trial, they would have ended up potentially in a even worse position. So that's why they did it. But now. The, uh, the former employees, so number one, if they want to go back to work for North Shore, they can reapply, and uh, uh, North Shore would have to consider their applications and their exemption request in good faith, and, and North Shore has agreed that no position in its hospital, starting from the janitor all the way up to the chief surgeon, no position is going to be off-limits to unvaccinated folks with religious exemptions uh, in place. So that is a great, great outcome. Um, and then in addition to that, the the people that were actually terminated, those who lost their jobs, you know, there's probably around 250, 260, 270, somewhere thereabouts, they're going to be eligible to make claims against the settlement fund and receive uh, approximately $25,000 a piece, each of them. Um, And then the ones that were not terminated, the ones that ended up taking a vaccine against their conscience, uh, they are likely to receive somewhere around $3,000 a piece. So this is a significant uh, settlement. You know, these days, most class actions settle for like a 50 cent voucher or coupon. You get them in the mail all the time. Yeah, the attorneys um, make yeah. out, but the <laughs> the people who right. are being represented, yeah, they get a coupon or a check for 11 cents. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, th- this isn't that. Th- th- this settlement brings real substantial relief to the, 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 the people that were victimized by North Shore's religious discrimination. And so we're just really, really... Uh, pleased and we're thankful uh, we recognize that this was divine intervention all along. Well, it is, and, uh, was exactly so religious long. discrimination. And uh, what do you think is the uh, effect of this settlement now on other perhaps pending cases or cases that might people might start thinking about doing now? Well, I think this is uh, going to serve as a wake-up call to the North Shores of the world. And unfortunately, you know, the North Shore was not unique in in this uh, uh, stance that it took, and and uh, not even just hospitals, but some employers around the country took a very similar stance. 
And so this settlement basically puts them on notice that they cannot do this and, and get away with it, that they will be held legally accountable. I also think that the settlement is going to serve as a wake-up call to the plaintiff's lawyers in this nation. You know, uh, uh, for, for some reason, a lot of plaintiff's firms have shied away from this kind of work, perhaps because they thought these were not winnable cases and there's no money in it. You know, well, even if for no other reason than, than self-interest, you know, these, these lawyers now should be able to see that, that these kinds of actions are illegal and that people, uh, uh, entities can be held accountable and that for them there is money to be had in, in, in this arena. And so we're, we're believing and, and praying and hoping that more of the plaintiff's lawyers will, will jump into this kind of litigation because there is a great need for um, uh, lawyers who are willing to file these lawsuits to hold um, the, the the North Shores of the world accountable for their lawlessness. I couldn't help but when I heard this story, think about all those, um, you know, that big group of um, uh, National Guardsmen, Guardswomen that um, ha- are potentially losing their job because the, they won't be vaccinated for whatever reason, many of them religious exemptions that have been denied. Uh, can this type of class action be, uh, um, I don't know what the legal word, filed Applied in against, or, yeah, right, yeah, the government? Used in a, in a government situation or uh, with the military uh, members? Well, not only can it be done so, but we have actually done so. You know, we, we have uh, uh, four or five different class actions pending right now against basically every branch of our military service for doing essentially the same thing that North Shore has done. And we've been able to get some preliminary injunctions in some of them, and, and we're hoping to continue to uh, to win there. Um, unfortunately, that, that relief has not been coming fast enough, and there are service members uh, across our country that are being purged out of the military right now and suffering, um, which, is, which is a real shame because they are putting literally their lives on the line to guarantee us uh, that the freedom of uh, exercising our religious beliefs, and they are being denied those same freedoms. And so we're we're working hard to to put a stop to that and to make the government accountable for what it is doing. Um, and and we're praying for uh, a speedy success in those actions as well. How much of this has been encouraged, or at least the uh, the mandate has been encouraged by what the federal government has done and what the Biden administration has done? in trying to require this of all federal employees? Well, there's no question that the Biden administration has been the driver of this and that if we would have, if we would have had a Trump administration in place, uh, most of this would not have been happening. The, uh, the Biden administration uh, made it clear that it was going to impose these uh, uh, unforgiving, no exception mandates on the military. Uh, they passed also what, what's known as the CMS mandate that applies to, to Medicare and Medicaid uh, hospitals that receive those kinds of federal funds. So they, they have tried uh, with quite a measure of success so far to, to force these kinds of uh, mandates from the top down. And unfortunately, some uh, in the private uh, uh, field have been all too eager to comply, while others have uh, uh, justifiably and lawfully resisted um, these kinds of mandates.
interesting. I, I, I suppose we're n- not hearing the end of this uh, for quite some time yet as these cases will continue to go on and on. That's right. I think we've got a lot of work still ahead of us. This is one early victory, but uh, a lot of additional work uh, uh, and, and battles lie ahead. Um, we are encouraged uh, the way we, we see this going. We we were in a very similar situation, you know, a year and two years ago when we were fighting these kinds of mandates to try to keep the church open against the discriminatory church closing orders. And God was very good and gracious to us in that battle, and we were able to win those cases all the way up to the Supreme Court and to establish a national precedent that the church cannot be uh, subjected to a discriminatory you know, COVID mandates. And so we believe that although additional work lies ahead on the forced vaccination front, that ultimately um, uh, we will be able to prevail in that important arena as well to preserve the fundamental rights of uh, people in this country to live according to their conscience, especially when it comes to, to medical and healthcare decisions that they make. Yeah, it seems to me that a lot of this is brought on by religious a- animus. Uh, I don't know if you agree or not, but that's that's how it appears to me. Well, we cover no, so I absolutely much. agree. Uh, and mm-hmm. they 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 try to mask their religious hostility and, and animus in in all kinds of clever disguises and clever words. But I think when you when you pull the layers back, um, it, it, the the stench of discrimination and hostility towards religious beliefs and people of faith is uh, is unavoidable. And that's the wrong that we are uh, working very hard to, to, to make right in this country. Well, go ahead, Gina. Harry, I just have a question for you about um, if, we, if we know someone or one of our listeners knows someone or is someone who has been affected by the COVID mandate and had their religious exemption denied or quit because the mandate would not, they couldn't stay in their job without taking the uh, vaccination, what what could they do? Um, should they take action? Should they seek someone out to um, take their case? Yes, uh, absolutely. They should seek someone out. You know, we have a number of resources on our website at lc.org forward slash exempt. lc.org forward slash exempt. We have a number of uh, resources and guides uh, there to assist people in that situation. Um, there is a, a way to uh, to contact us with uh, individual uh, requests. I'll say that we're receiving many, many uh, uh, of those requests nowadays, and so we may not be able to uh, uh, individually respond to, to each one, unfortunately, but we'll respond to as many as we can. We do have regular conference calls where we... Uh, one of our attorneys um, uh, will get on the a line with, with many people and, and provide some uh, some guidance in that fashion, and there's information about that as well. Yeah. So, uh, and if, and if somebody decides they want to help support your organization, I take it they can do it tax-deductible-wise through the uh, website? Absolutely. We are a nonprofit Christian legal ministry, and we depend entirely on the support of God's uh, uh, generous people. And so now, we don't never charge any anything for our work, and if uh, people would like to partner with us, not just with their prayers, but in their financial giving as well, there is opportunity for that, uh, again, on our website at lc.org. Harry, I want to thank you for joining us today. We certainly appreciate your time and your information, and uh, we're going to have you back. You've got a lot of other things going. I know that 
we didn't have time to talk about today, and we'll get you back one of these days, and we'll talk about some of these other cases you're involved in. Yes, God bless you. Excellent. We'll be glad to do that. Thanks again, guys, for getting the word out, and uh, God bless you and your listeners. God bless you too, Harry. Harry Mehat from Liberty Council. We're uh, going to take a short break right now. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. St. Vincent de Paul helps so many people. You're right, Zoe. St. Vincent de Paul Executive Director Steve Havman here. We are serving over 32,000 local residents with food, clothing, furniture, and financial assistance annually. We invite you to learn more about all of our life-changing programs that positively impact so many Iowans by simply Googling St. Vincent de Paul of Des Moines. Our mission is to help those in need become self-sufficient through education, community connectedness, and unconditional support. Help us help others. Even kids! Support for Iowa Catholic Radio provided by Intervisions Healthcare. Each fall, Intervisions Healthcare hosts a fantastic evening of food and fun with the local Knights of Columbus. Join us as we dance the night away on Saturday, September 17th at St. Luke's in Ankeny. The St. Luke's Knights are preparing a delicious dinner. All the proceeds from the dinner and auctions benefit the life-affirming work the nursing staff provides to women with unplanned pregnancies. For more information, visit IVHcare.org or give us a call today. We look forward to seeing you on September 17th as we dance for life at St. Luke's Catholic Church in Ankeny. And we're back. You're listening to Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio. Gina, Harry Mehat was a great substitution for Matt Staver. Wow. It kind of caught us a little bit blindsided, uh, but those things happen. Well, and we have had Harry before. Right. Yeah. And he was actually, I think he argued the case. So it was great to have him mm-hmm. uh, walk us through it. Um, amazing that uh, many of these individuals were denied their injunctions, you know, to stop their employer from forcing these mandates on their religious injunctions. And now they come back and right back at the employer and end up with a settlement to collect money in, in that event and to be able to get their jobs back. That's a blessing. And it's, and it's uh, uh, like he says, it's a God involvement here that these people were able to step in and get what they needed finally, and the religious liberty was protected. Right, and we have parishioners who are nurses, pilots, uh, you know, different um, employers that have they've lost their jobs or quit their job because they did had an objection. And of course, as an attorney, I've heard from a number of them that have called and wondered about that. You know what I have to do. Right, and here we are today. That the vaccine wasn't even didn't even do what it was supposed to have done. So mm-hmm. um, yeah. makes no sense to me. Yeah, it is too bad. But I think it is motivated by religious animus, and I think we got to keep that in True. mind. That there's a lot of religious animus out there, and we've got to fight against that. And a lot of a desire to control. So that's right. The um, yeah. Anyway, we got to end with our prayer right now. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the heavenly host, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Amen. That's it for today. We'll see you next week with another edition of Faith on Trial. Until then, have a blessed and peaceful week. Our freedom of conscience and religion is being challenged by laws and regulations imposed by secular society. Faith on Trial with Defender of the Faith, Deacon Mike Mano. Faith on Trial on Iowa Catholic Radio, iowacatholicradio.com, and the Iowa Catholic Radio app.